Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. June 22, 2020. I hope everyone had a very happy Father's Day, if you're a dad or uh, if you have a dad. Uh, We're going to dedicate the entire episode today to Wirecard. This is turning into one of the great frauds of uh, certainly 2020, and it may eclipse Enron and WorldCom and their ilk for its bodaciousness and audaciousness. I've got several articles from the Financial Times, from Yahoo Finance, from the Wall Street Journal that I've cited and linked to in the show notes. But um, the CEO of Wirecard, the founder of Wirecard, and the largest shareholder of Wirecard, all the same person, resigned on Friday after the company's auditors, EY, determined that, or rather uh, could not confirm some $2 billion in transfers that were held in escrow allegedly in banks in the Philippines. What's interesting from the compliance perspective on this is that the CEO was replaced by the chief compliance officer. The chief compliance officer had been with the bank for all of 24 hours. So that tells you how bad this is. But it even got worse over the weekend when it was reported that the central bank in the Philippines said that the money that was allegedly held in escrow actually never entered the country. And the two Philippine-based banks who were allegedly holding the escrow money, BDO and BPI, both told the Financial Times for an article that Wirecard was not a client, that no such evidence uh, of any accounts at their bank ever existed, and the documentation provided to EY uh, detailing the balances were forgeries. Now, these fake documents were provided by Wirecard, so you have to ask, Uh, who Wirecard was in on this fraud. Uh, It appears to have really gone literally to the top of the organization. Uh, In April, KPMG's work said it did not receive independent bank confirmations to validate $1 billion of cash balances, and the trustee responsible for the accounts had abruptly cut ties to Wirecard. That was back in April. Since that things, rather since that time, the uh, things have only gotten worse for uh, Wirecard. Obviously, it's a huge setback for Wirecard. The Philippine bank BPI said it believed the fake certificates were created with the help of a junior employee um, at one of its institutions who has now been uh, suspended. <clears throat> but the bank claims that there is no evidence that these accounts ever existed. Uh, Another reason for an effective compliance program, short sellers. Barcard has been bedeviled by short short sellers for multiple years now, and it turns out, of course, they were all right. Uh, Barcard, they probably, like um, Harry Markopoulos, uh, did not believe Bernie Madoff was operating a Ponzi scheme. They just thought, uh, Markopoulos thought he was front-running, but uh, here... Uh, Wirecard, it looks like, uh, literally just created $2 billion out of uh, fake documents and brought that forward to show the editors, at least uh, auditors, rather. Kudos to EY for discovering this. 
But if you don't have a robust compliance program, uh, it leads to problems like this. Obviously, if you have massive fraud, uh, that's another clear red flag uh, for short sellers. But a compliance program can help avoid the uh, nastiness of short sellers. This wire fraud case is going to be with us for some period of time. So I hope you will uh, come back for uh, more details. We're going to follow this case pretty closely because there's lots of uh, very interesting angles on this case. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.